be in the presence of an ever-failing God. I believe that tonight. I believe that as we have gathered here on this Wednesday night to worship and to magnify none other but Jesus Christ and to worship Him in spirit and in truth. What a beautiful time to be on the Lord's side, to have our confidence and faith in His ever-presence and the promise that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I believe that tonight. Praise God. It's good to have our guests. We do appreciate Opal. God bless you. It's good to see you tonight. Brother, Sister Carol, God bless you. It's good to see you all tonight. God bless you. Good to see each one of you on this Wednesday night to come to love and to worship the Lord and to give him honor and praise. Hallelujah. We're willing to pay the price, aren't we? Hallelujah. People talk about going out and having parking lot parties. Well, we're going to have a party tonight. We're going to have a parking lot party tonight. We can get just as drunk, more drunk than they can. We can, we can go on trips. A man, Paul said, man, I went on a trip. He said, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. Somebody told me this past week, somebody talking about this, how they was out of the body. They weren't under the influence of the Holy Ghost. They was under some other wrong type of influence. But I'm glad I can get under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Holy Ghost can carry you places. And, and I'm telling you, touch you in ways and minister to you and strengthen you like nothing else upon this earth. And that's the reason you and I love to join together and bind together in his presence and to feel his touch and to hear his word amen we're going to do our best here tonight we're actually going to do kind of a mix amen of our Sunday school lesson I didn't I didn't you know I didn't teach it amen Sunday morning but uh, I was studied it some and just felt encouraged to come back to it tonight and because it fits so well with some of what were we at and what we're dealing with amen so if you have yes if not that's fine too uh, the focus verse is found in Matthew 26 and 41. And I'm telling you, it's a time, amen, and a, a, a time for you and I to, and there's a, two or three ingredients I'm going to bring out here tonight that I'd love to put into your heart, and your spirit, and mind. But the Barry's done made mention, amen, how that even in other countries and the, the fight that it is to hold on to the faith and commit it and dedication, things of this nature in the time that we're facing. And uh, I will talk to you at the end of the service and what direction we may try to take from this point on. I'm going to involve you, amen, because it's important to me. I prayed about it, and, uh, well, I'll just talk to you a little bit about it after the message here tonight and as we move forward. Praise God. And I believe the church is going to move forward. I believe the church, amen, amen, it's a time for people to receive the Holy Ghost and the power of God in their lives, and it's time for you and I to be the epistles that God wants us to be. I believe we've already been doing it, but maybe even more so, as the stirring time is upon us, we don't want to miss the opportunity to be a witness to somebody, a help to somebody, encouragement to somebody. So if you got your Bibles, Matthew 26 and 41, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. We see the importance of prayer. Another adjective put to this, you might say, uh, put to this, amen, to the importance of praying. Praying can keep us out of some things, basically, is what the Lord, and we know this is a setting, we're going to talk about it, of the, one of the most, if not the most crucial hour of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, upon this earth. And so he says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh 
is weak. Anybody witness of the flesh being weak? Amen. Wanted to pray. Amen. Wanted to spend all night in prayer. And you couldn't hardly get a good 30 minutes, an hour in before you begin to struggle with it. Hallelujah. Sometimes this old flesh just gets in the way. Sometimes, amen, it's just the weakness of it and things of that nature. But you know what? God put this, this kingdom, a measure of this kingdom in earthen vessels. And it's a treasure. I thank God for the treasure tonight. I'm thankful I was willing to buy the field to purchase the, the treasure that's in the field. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you help us pray? God, we love you. Appreciate you tonight. We're so thankful that you've given us this opportunity to come together, to join together, and to bind together such as it is. But it cannot stop the power of your spirit. That all-seeing eye that goes to and fro upon this earth, looking upon each heart and soul and life that's gathered here in this parking lot, in these automobiles, that may be listening to us across the airways in our community. A community that we love and respect that we lift up in prayer. We pray to be a blessing unto them and a help unto them. We pray that even this service will be a blessing unto them and the Word of God can find its place in a hungry heart. A thirsty soul, one that's looking and searching, looking for something that's real, something that can establish their going and deliver them and help them to deal with the world, this world and this life. We love you and appreciate you. We ask you to help us, anoint us, use us for your glory. We give you all the praise and honor for it in Jesus' name. We pray God bless you. You maybe enter back your cars sit down somewhere stand up it don't make me any difference you can run around praise God we got plenty of room to run tonight if you don't think there's enough room here the, we own we got you know plenty of land back there you can run among the dead but they're not going to stay there <laughs> hallelujah they're not going to stay there they're coming up thank God amen we got something to be hopeful for and look forward to they mean that death itself. I'm glad to be a part of the first fruits. He's the first fruit, but I'm glad, amen, I've got my ticket punched and ready, amen, to be a part of that resurrection that's going to happen in a moment, a twinkling of the eye. You, you may say, well, preacher, you talk about that a lot. That's right. We sure do. It's something to look forward to. It's something to get our eyes upon. It's something, amen, to make sure that we don't let the enemy rob us of the inheritance that's laid up in the heavens, amen, that we don't take it lightly, that we don't take it for granted, that there is an inheritance eternal in inheritance laid up that we don't have to worry about it. Amen. We don't have to worry about it, you know, d d diminishing or, or coming apart by any means whatsoever. This world's going to come apart. Hallelujah. We're going out into a place, amen, to set up forever. I want you to begin to notice, and I, I'm going to try my best maybe to take a little time, and, and we'll just see how it unfolds here and uh, takes place of this situation that's really taking place in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know the setting, you know the beginning, what's unfolding here, what's happened before, even as he makes his way to Gethsemane. You've heard this pastor make this mention uh, several times. I believe the battle was won in Gethsemane before he ever went to the cross. And I believe as he comes back to his disciples here in the most trying time of his life, and he made that known unto his disciples. You have to read all three Gospels to get the fullness of this. Amen. Matthew, Mark, and Luke to get the full comprehension of what all transpired and taking place prior, during, and after. Amen. The hour that we're preaching about tonight. This hour is just prior to being uh, betrayed and given over. Amen. Unto the Romans, into the hands of the Romans, and to be crucified, ushered through that we know was actually an illegal court, the timing of it, the process of it, 
But it's in this most critical time that God, the Lord himself, is going to put into the heart and the mind of the spirit and let it be written in the word of God that can help us. And I'm telling you, as you and I are facing some critical times in our own personal lives, as we try to course through and make our way through, amen, this, this coronavirus and the effect it's having upon us. Hallelujah. But you know what? That's one reason I've decided to try to address this tonight because there's three about three different things for sure that we want to address that's going to help us hallelujah because you know what there's some things if we won't lose it we're going to we're going to be far better off on the other side of this than we are when we started i've got my mind made up to be like that i got that purposed in my heart mind and spirit amen as we watch the hand of the lord and the touch of god we may not have seen the worst of this and maybe we have there's a dispute of that from the white house down through all the the regions Amen from every every conversation that's going on to what's going to happen, what's going to unfold. But I'm a pure to one thing, amen, that this God that I serve knows exactly what tomorrow, what I'm going to face tomorrow. I don't have to fret and worry about that. He already knows what I'm going to face and he can prepare us and equip us and I believe that's exactly what he's done with the word of God and even with this lesson tonight, help equip us some word we add. Hallelujah. And so as we begin to look at this and notice some things, why it was became so critical, as we look Look at the scriptures themselves that led up to verse 41. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place that's called Gethsemane, and saith unto them, the disciples, Set ye here while I go and pray yonder. Amen. If you go to the other two gospels, you're going to see that they actually addressed that he also had enlightened the other disciples of his time and the hour that he's facing, encouraging them to pray with him. Here in Matthew's writings, we see that he just simply tells those that's following at this point, a man sent me here while I go and pray yonder. And that's just a short distance. But he has three, as you watch this, he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which is James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. They no doubt begin to probably realize and to recognize by the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ, a man, the countenance that was upon on his face, hallelujah, the disturbance that was in his spirit that was taking place that, hey, hey, this is not just another normal night. This is not been, if we'd listened to when he addressed even the Lord's Supper, he made it clear unto them that this would be the last time that he would have the Lord's Supper upon this earth. And in a setting like this, he's trying his best to prepare them for his death and the crucifixion that he's fixing to face. And even though they weren't quite grasping and comprehending and understanding what was going on because it's also here that we understand and realize that one of the main men, the man that had the keys to the kingdom, the apostle Peter himself, a man had done made confession that he would never deny him. He would never turn away from him. But Jesus enlightened him and told him before the cot crew, a man, that he would deny him some three night, three times before this night is even over. Now, Peter didn't believe that. Hallelujah. He said, oh no, if all a man is willing to flee from you, I'm not. I'm willing to die for you. But Jesus goes on and informs him that not only he, but the remainder of the disciples would likewise, amen, would flee from him. And that's that the good shepherd, that when he is smitten, that the sheep would be scattered. And it's a part of fulfilling of the scriptures and of the word of God. Some of the things that we're facing and being involved in tonight is part of fulfilling of the scriptures and fulfilling of the word of God. God's allowed this for a reason and for a purpose. I've mentioned this a number of times. 
Hallelujah. I want to make sure I find the purpose of God. I want to make sure I find the reason of what God's allowing this to unfold. And I become a part of it and get involved in it. Because that's the most important thing regardless of what comes and goes. Regardless if this lasts for another month or for another year and a half or two years. I heard on the radio this morning how that even the White House discussion is being made as a health official. A man is trying his best to persuade the White House to not open school in this coming year. But many in the White House is not agreeing with him and bucking against him. And I kind of agree with them. Hallelujah. There's some things I believe you just got to take the bull by the horn and just move on. And just let the chips fall where they're way. And please don't take that out of context. If anybody ought to walk by faith, it's born again. Amen. Born again. Washed in the blood. Amen. We that bear the spirit, bear the name that walks in the promises. Amen. Of Jesus Christ, who is the author and finisher. I believe that with everything it is within me. I don't believe that death can ever take this vessel. Hallelujah. And if it does, amen, the word of God gave me a promise that is precious in the sight of the Lord. So even regardless of either death or life, I told my son today on the phone, hallelujah, that Paul made this statement. He said, whether I live or die, hallelujah, and said, and he actually struggled with it. He said, I'd rather leave and depart from this body to be absent from the bodies to be the present with the Lord. But for your sakes, amen, I better hang around a little while. Hallelujah, because there's some old raven wolves and there's some spirits and some people, amen, that want to come in devour the sheep. And so I'm here to fight the fight and finish the course. And you know what? That's exactly what the church is going to do. The church is going to be upon this earth, amen, until God gets ready to rapture it. And no, nothing is going to drive it out or chip it out one day before it. And so you and I as a part of the church and born again believers, hallelujah, we can go to bed tonight with assurance. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Don't be offended. I believe the Holy Ghost can do far more than any nerve pills any day of the week. I believe that. I believe a good old-fashioned Holy Ghost on fire prayer meeting with God can settle your nerves and get the soundness in your mind. Hallelujah. Better than anything that the doctors have to give us. There's just something about this almighty God. There's something about the Prince of Peace when he sits on the throne of your heart. Amen. When he rules in the mind. Amen. Hallelujah. The battle really takes place. The spirit of a sound mind. I'm glad to be a part of a congregation and a group of people that believes in the spirit of a sound mind. Hallelujah. The one that's able to give us the spirit of a sound mind. And even in times like this, we got the spirit of a sound mind. Hallelujah. We're not staying up all night. If we're going to do that, well, we're going to pray. We're going to make good of it. Well, if I'm not going to stay up and pray, hallelujah, then I'm going to bed. Because God's not going to sleep and he's not going to slumber. So there's no need. Amen. And the stress and talks about that because of the weakness of the flesh. Hallelujah. So now as he addresses and as he begins to make his way into one of the most crucial hours of his time upon this earth and the struggle and the battle that was going to tell you that he was facing and that he was going to have to deal with. And that was bearing the cross. So as he began to address them, and he says, and watch the next verse really begins to help us to understand as even the Lord Jesus Christ, as God Almighty manifested in the flesh. Let me promise you something. He was all God, but he was all man. I want you to understand that tonight. The agony, the pain, the suffering that he was going to face. 
facing the the agony. Anybody had to, knew that you're fixing to have to face something? And sometimes the, the, the time from, from the, that point to the actual of it was almost as bad, if not worse, than when you actually got involved and went through it. And so here Jesus is. And he's going to go to Gethsemane. And it's in this, I believe, some three hours of prayer that is earnest, that is sincere. The Bible makes it clear to the point, even in that first hour, that he, he, he prayed and cried out until his sweat became as great drops of blood. The brokenness, amen, that was going to happen. And so the next verse helps us begin to understand what's unfolding here. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death, tarry ye here. And watch with me. Pray and watch. Pray and watch. If there's ever been a moment, a time in our lives that we need to be praying. And we need to be watching. We need to be setting up and serving and taking no vigilance, sober. Just don't take the opportunity that some may have. Maybe you're not working. <laughs> Maybe you are. But maybe you got more time at the house because now all the businesses are not open. And the obligations are not there. So you got more time at the house than you ever had to take time to pray, to take time to watch and to, to be vigilant and to be sober and to, to take note what's going on around us and what's happening. And he went a little further, fell upon his face and prayed and saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. This is flesh. The will of flesh is crying out, amen, to God, the Spirit. If it's not your will, if I don't have to take of this cup, if I don't have to partake of it, if I don't have to drink it, if there be any other way. But if it's not, let thy will done goes from that and comes to his disciples and findeth them he findeth them asleep one of the gospels pinpoints Peter and said he actually speaks to Peter and here in Matthew it talks about he, it's almost like maybe the three he addresses but either way comes back and he finds them asleep this is not a time to fall asleep. This is not an hour to begin to be full of capacity and just your own self and to complacency and just say, well, it'll be all right. We're just going to do a few days and then this is not an hour and there's nothing wrong. And I'm going to say this is not an hour just to be busy about around the house. Amen. But, but have a tendency if we're not careful. Amen. To really miss what this, this is all about and what God's trying to do to stir us up. Because this was an hour that Jesus, with everything that lied within him, to stir up his disciples, to help him to realize how critical the hour and the night that he was facing. 
because of all of humanity depend on the decisions that was going to be made in the battle in Gethsemane. How many of you remember a few weeks ago I made the statement, I believe it might have been on Easter Sunday morning, how that I made the statement, what if Peter and him would have stayed awake and prayed and sought God and the power of God? Could it have been that that could have kept him from that hour after Jesus, amen, had instructed him, hey, hey, the, the sword, when they came to get the Lord, amen, he snatches out that sword and he cuts the servant's ear off. That wasn't the will of God. It wasn't the method that God wanted them to fight. Because Jesus said if it was, he said, hey, I could have called 12 legions of angels down. I had the power of choice here. In Gethsemane, I had the power. I could have called them down. We could have annihilated and destroyed this place. But this is not what this is about. This is not the way we're fighting. We're going to do it the Father's way. And he reaches down and puts that ear back on the side of that old servant's head. And you know what? I believe there was no evidence... No sign of blood. All it was was the witnesses there that saw it, but yet they didn't have anything to prove it. <laughs> Ear was placed back, amen, right where it belonged. No evidence, no blood. <laughs> nothing that the government, nothing that nobody could make a stand against the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Put up the sword. Put up the sword here. Because the real battle was in prayer. So as we watch this really begin to unfold here, this leads us into what I want to talk about a little bit tonight. Watch and pray that he enter not into temptation. We're living in an hour now that you don't visit inside the house of God three, at least three times a week. We're living in an hour now that you may not see your brothers and sisters on a, on a regular basis. And so we could be living in an hour today and it, the tempter's out there. I told some of you, if we're not careful, if we're not careful that even missing a few services, humanity has a tendency to get in a, in a way, in a manner that, you know what? We're getting by all right. I thought about it this afternoon. And please, I'm not saying this to be offensive to anyone. That's not the purpose of this. But again, I'm just warning us. We can have a tendency if we're not careful. If God's power and glory moves upon us. And with the absence of coming 30 minutes prior to service time. And calling on the Lord. And joining together in prayer rooms. And humbling and yielding ourselves unto the power of God. And making sure that our hearts and our spirits and minds are prepared and ready. To enter into that place of worship. And enter into that moment, time, amen, that of his visitation. And if we're not careful, amen, as we have slipped away from that in the last six weeks. But as we ease back into it, hallelujah, we make our way back into it. If we're not careful, we can have the tendency to think, you know what, that's 30 minutes of prayer, really. We, we made six weeks without it. But I'm here again to warn us tonight. You see, God can honor and bless this under the circumstances. But as we move forward and we move out of this, He can't bless and honor that. Amen. Just to drive up in the parking lot just in time to walk in the doors. I know there's exceptions and we understand that. But we'll just use some common sense. But when we have the time and we can make the time to come and pray and join together in prayer, that's what God wants us to do. I've just given us a little warning there. I'm just, that, that wasn't even in the notes. That wasn't in, that wasn't in prayer this afternoon that come across me. 
to warn us. Amen. To not let this slip away from us and understand, hey, we got to do it. So as he moves on here and he begins to address this and and, and this is some areas, amen, that I'm, I'm actually going to even slip away amen, from just the lesson to go into some other areas. Let this cup pass from me as we watch this. And the writer begins to talk about Jesus cried out at this time. And, and it, as he was nearing to accomplish the mission, the mission of suffering. How many of us is like the last six weeks? How many of us is like the, the restrictions? How many of us, amen, it's, it's, it's been nice in one way, but yet on the other hand, it's caused some suffering. It's caused some, some heartache and some disappointment, amen, not to have the liberty and the freedom to, to, uh, to go to places and do things, especially to the house of God. And, and you know, so we, we were suffering. We have to deal with some of this. And, and so here he is in the hour, amen, to fulfill the mission and the very purpose, amen, of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He didn't come to own any of this land. He came, amen, to bear a cross. He came to die. He came, amen, to seek and save that which was lost. He came, amen, as a lamb, but yet becoming the high priest that was going to be the way, the door, that was going to leave humanity, not just the Jews, but humanity, back into relationship and companionship with the Father, with God Almighty, without Jesus Christ as the lamb, without him becoming the high priest, without him interceding for us, we'd all be lost and undone here tonight. Thank God for the man called Jesus Christ that was willing, amen, to bear the cross, that was willing to go through the persecution. So now what's weighing heavy upon him this moment in time in his life? No doubt, amen, as he faced this, this hour and moment in his life of suffering, I promise you there was nothing going to be given to him to ease the pain. Amen. As he is, he is beaten, as he is brutally beaten, a man, and the 39 stripes of the cat of nine tails are slayed upon him. And then as he, he's going to be hanging, extended between heaven and earth, a man, it's suffering and dying. This is, he knew, a man, he knew. Maybe he didn't know it to the fullness, how to experience it. You know, you, you could talk about things, but until you actually get there, I've heard people talking about, hallelujah, using boxing, a man, as, as, as an illustration, and people, you know, sitting out in the arenas, uh, amen, drinking their Cokes and eating their popcorn, hollering at him, get your hands up, get your hands up. Why don't you get this ring and, and, and bleeding pounce on your head a little while and see if you can get your hands up. It's different when you're the man in the ring. It's different when you're the one, hallelujah, it's done been in the bout for three or four rounds. Amen. Come on, folks. That's where we're at. But you know what? Hallelujah. You just hang on with me a little while here tonight. Hallelujah. We're not going to lose our confidence. Hallelujah. In the one called Jesus Christ. We're not going to lose our confidence in the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to lose our confidence in the sureness of God and giving us revival and giving us a move of God and uniting and binding us together. Hey, I'm still praying that prayer. I told we didn't lose none in Katrina. I'm not going. I'm not going to believe. Amen. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe it. We're not going to lose none in this either. Hallelujah! By the help of God and by the grace of God. Hallelujah! We're not going to lose not one soul. We're not going to lose not one family by the love of God and the touch of the Lord. And as we make our way back, at the goodness and sure hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, gathering us up. Oh, we may get lukewarm, and we may. Be, but you know what? We're going to revive them. God's going to help us. God's going to work on. God's going to guide and lead us from the young, Amen, to the old and all. All in between. Nobody's going to be left out. So, as we watch this, the writer begins and helps us to understand the suffering that's going to be involved in, in what he had 
to face, the cup he had to bear, the cross he had to bear, the journey he had to finish. Can I say something tonight? Everybody's got a cup. Everybody's got a cross. Everybody's got a journey. And everybody's is not just alike. Everybody's got their own personal cross. And their own journey they got to walk. Pathway. God's help. God's grace. And we got to be patient in it. And we got to have confidence in it. And if we'll do these things, God's going to bring us out on the other side better than what we came in it. We purpose on this Wednesday night to come and love and worship none other but Jesus Christ. We come to give him glory as Daniel purposed. As he was going into Babylon, he purposed some things in his heart. And so you and I, you know what we've done? We purpose some things in our heart and our mind and spirit. And when we come out on the other side of this, hallelujah. What are we going to do the first service that we gather together back inside this building? Hallelujah. Let it just be a launching pad. Hallelujah. Of what's really going to happen and what's really going to take place. I can't tell how many of you have texted me and called me and made mention to me the Sunday morning, amen, that we allowed you to walk through the building and how it touched you and revived you just to walk through the building back into the presence where the singers are. Oh, I'm telling you, we got something to look forward to and it's just not but a few days down the road by the help of God and by the grace of God. And we're going to do it, amen, together. I said we're going to do it together. Praise God. I'm going to I know some, you know, sit in different times and do different things, and that's, that's, you know, that's good. But we're not going to do that. We're either all going in or we're not going in. And we're all going in together or we're still not going in. We're just going to stay together. As much as we can, we're going to stay together. And we're going to do this together. And by the help of God and by the grace of God, hallelujah, we're going to see this thing unfold and transpire and bring about His will. Because you're going to see some things in this scripture tonight. You, know, you watch this. Now we know this is one of the most important hours and days, hallelujah, of Jesus Christ Himself. I really don't want to look at this. I hope y'all not in a hurry now. I know it's Wednesday night and sometimes we have a tendency under the setting to... But we, 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 we're going to be all right, okay? Praise God. You probably won't go to sleep. You probably plan on going to bed about 10, 11 anyway. So, so just, just, just hang with me a few minutes, if you will, and watch some of this. I really feel like the Lord has touched me about some of this. The temptation. You're more prone to be tempted now than you ever have. There's a strong possibility of that. The lackness of church, the lackness of gathering together. But notice, notice this. The writer brings out 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. In this moment and time that we're living, there's not no new temptations. But God's made a way of escape. God's given us a way to overcome it. So I'm, I'm, I'm warning us tonight. Hallelujah. Don't let this be a moment that I'm going to let the tempter get the better hand of me living an overcoming and a victorious life. 
if I have to get in that prayer closet all by myself and have some church, I'm going to get in that prayer closet and I'm going to worship and I'm going to roll and I'm going to dance. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. I've danced in these buildings with or without the church. I'm going to dance and love and let the God of the heavens know, hey, hallelujah, we're still in love with you. We're still going to dance and magnify and exalt your lovely name. You're alive and well and working on our behalf and there's coming a moment and the hour when we're going to join back together. So as we watch some of this really begin to unfold, I want to carry us to some places to being tempted, being tried, and some warnings that take place. Take you to Ezekiel the 17th, Exodus 17th chapter 1 through 7, the episode of the Israelite people for time's sake. Mark it down. Go read it. It was a time that they was being led out to the water and the water was bitter and here they come, amen, and because they begin to mumber and complain against Moses and, and, and chide with him and, and against the Lord, amen, the name of it, the seventh verse, it talks about the two names it was named and the name of those, meaning of those two names was temptation and, and, and contention, amen, that worked together at that moment time. So this, this time of, of battles, these times of struggle is not an uncommon thing upon the earth or is, and neither is it an uncommon thing for God's people and to the Israelites, unto our Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah but not only him, now you watch this as I begin to really unfold some things and we begin to move to the area where the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and we can see here that God God, amen, himself, as he began to wake up or he began maybe to try, to, has anybody ever been stirred by God at maybe at the night time or possibly not even at the night time but it was during the day. How do you remember you know, it's been some time, it's been a long time ago when it happened but but my wife reminded us the time, hallelujah, I was at the shipyard and I was working and into her unbeknowing, hallelujah, she didn't know what was going on but to, but she felt, felt to strongly to pray for me and then she called her brother, brother Ford and hey I need you to pray, I just something not, not right, I'm just stirred up in my spirit God stirred me up about something and sure enough, now she didn't know this and that particular day, I, I was working at the shipyard, working, amen, in the oil, we be building oil rigs back then. And so they had a big tank, amen, a big leg, amen. I'm talking, when I say big, I'm talking about it's huge. I'm talking about, amen, it, we're, we're about 150 foot in the air, amen, on top of this big tank. And, and to my, I didn't know it, but they was doing some test. The boss sent me to it. And we didn't know they was doing an air test on it. And, and so I went up there to go down inside of it. I reached up there and grabbed a hold of that thing, man. I pulled on it. It wouldn't do nothing. I could hear somebody screaming, but you got to realize, with the ship, yard. You know, you got earplugs in. There's all kind of machinery going on. And so I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. I pressed on again. I felt it give a little bit. I thought, man, this thing is awful. All of a sudden, I got to really tell, hey, this guy is screaming his head off. And so I finally look around and man, I mean, he's running at me. He's just ah, just all beside himself. So I stood up, turned around. He said, man, don't turn that thing. He said, we're doing a, an air test. He said, that thing will blow you off and out of this shipyard. I said, oh, Thank God I had a wife that got stirred up. God could stir her up. So you know what's happening? <laughs> I feel a little stirring right in the midst of all of this. I feel a God that's stirring up a church. I feel a God that's stirring up a body. I feel a God, amen, that's saying, you know what? I'm going to stir up my church with this. I'm going to get them awakened and get them ready because you know what? I'm coming. And I believe God wants to prepare us and get us ready for the coming of the Lord. <laughs> I want to be ready. How about you? Praise God. So, as you watch this unfold, and it really began to take place, and, 
And we could, we could go to David. I'm not going to do it. I don't have time. So we're going to bypass that. But, but we know. We know we're not in this by ourselves. He can equip us and help us. But, but as you ease on down, I, I want to go to some places. He, he drops down. He begins to talk about when God tells us to do something, when he begins to try to stir us. Amen. And, and you know, the devil's going to try to stop us, the voice of unbelief and things of that nature. But listen to this. He said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This courage was invoked by confidence in what Jesus said. Now watch this. You know why David could, could face Goliath? Because he done had an experience against a lion and a bear. Folks, this is not that, that, that far off. We've experienced battle after battle, struggle after struggle. And you know what? We got courage in the Lord that he's going to help us and see us through this. Now watch this. If you go to Acts, the 28th chapter and the 31st verse, which happens to be the last verse of the book of Acts. And it writes and tells us about an apostle by the name of Paul who happens to be our apostle. And guess Guess what? Hallelujah. The apostle here had done been in house arrest for two years. House arrest. Couldn't go where he wanted to go. Couldn't do just what he wanted to do. But it didn't stop him, did it? You watch what the Bible says about that. <laughs> now, if you read the whole chapter... If you back up to the beginning of the chapter, the chapter prior to that, they done come through the storm and, and of, of the 14 nights and an angel visit him. And you come in the beginning of this chapter, you're going to read about them landing upon a land or upon an island. And upon this particular island, they was welcomed. I mean, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't likely, Ely. They, they, the, these barbarian people had saw them and it was raining and it was cold. And they had built a fire. And so when, when they began to make their way to land, and only by the grace that Paul was there, that they, they showed them grace, allowed them all to swim or get there the best way you can, piece of wood, a piece of the board, a piece of the ship. And when they get on the island, Paul, I believe as he gets there, and the, the common practice was, hey man, he wasn't going to be lazy. The Bible says he picks up some sticks. And he makes his way into the fire that's burning. And he puts the sticks on the fire. And because of the heat of the fire, there's a serpent that's in that pile of sticks. And it comes out and it latches a hold, amen, of the apostle Paul. And he just shakes it off in the fire. Well, I just got my revelation about how to handle serpents. Now, some people want to handle them. That's your business. But Paul gave us the only, and the only example you can find in the New Testament and by our apostle, amen, the only time you ought to be handling serpents is when you pick them up and don't even realize you picked them up. Amen. When you're picking up sticks and among other things and it shows its ugly self and glances a hold of you. You ain't got no business going out there to try to entertain and put on a show. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To pick them up and everybody's observing and watching. But when you pick it up, when you're busy about building a fire, 
when you're busy about God's business, when you're busy about doing what glorifies and magnifies the Almighty God and not flesh. Hallelujah. And it right reaches out and that's holy. You can shake it off in the fire. I got Bible for that. <laughs> Woo. So you see that in the beginning of this chapter. And you watch the process that begins to unfold in this 28th chapter. He's got to go to Rome. And he's going to be, he gets there. And they put him in house arrest. Notice what the scripture says. Amen. In that last verse. He's preaching the kingdom of God. And teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. With all confidence, no man forbidding him. He was in full confidence. Everything was all right. Everything's going to be all right. What I'm preaching to us tonight, as we pray and watch, we're not going to lose our confidence. Hallelujah. We're not going to lose our confidence. Why is it so important? So let me carry you for just a few scriptures here tonight. Amen. About confidence. I'm carried to Hebrews, the third chapter, 1 through 14 verses. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, under the apostles and the high priests of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to, to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in his house. For this man was content, a man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses talking about Jesus Christ himself inasmuch as he who had built the house had more honor than the house itself amen you know a lot of people admires people you know individuals house amen when it's built but you know what the builder is the one the architect the one that put it together is the one that really should get the honor because a house did not build itself that's the reason Paul said I am what I am by the grace of God that's the reason you and I say that we didn't get here by ourselves that's the reason America needs to stand up and say you know what we didn't get here by ourselves there's been a God in the heavens that we've been blessing us there's been a God in the heavens been directing us. There's been some forefathers, amen, that took the word of God and intertwined it in their speeches and let us know, you know what, there's a divine being that's quickening our minds, that's quickening hearts, amen, that puts courage in us and wisdom in us and directs our footsteps. We can make the right decisions and the right choices. That's the reason this nation has been so blessed. That's the reason this nation, amen, is above beyond all other nations. It wasn't because we are so smart and everybody else. It's just the goodness and the favor and the blessings of Jesus Christ and recognizing and realizing Hey, that we still a Christian nation, that we still believe in this one God, that we still believe in the power of prayer, that we still believe in, amen, keeping a watch and observing and taking note of what's going on around us because we know he won't leave us nor forsake us, but he'll lead and guide us in all the affairs of our lives. Hey, I'm glad to be able to call on Jesus tonight. How about you? So as we watch this unfold and take place, for every house is built and Moses fairly was faithful in all of his house and his servants for the testimony of those things which were being spoken after, that Christ as a son over his own house whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence catch that if we hold fast the confidence don't lose your confidence don't let the devil play play with your confidence don't let this coronavirus play with your confidence. Don't let the devil play with your confidence. Don't let your neighbor play with your confidence. Hello, you don't let your don't let the other household in the house play with your confidence. I got confidence. I'm not gonna lose my confidence. I'm holding on to my confidence and the rejoicing of the hope. Amen. Firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today if we will hear his voice and harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and what he's talking about, there is a time of the rebellion against Israel in the day of temptation in the will. When your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works for 40 years, wherefore 
I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in the heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, which is called today, lest any of you harden through the deceitfulness of lust. Amen. The deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. I'm going to hold on to this confidence. I'm not the one that can control it, but I tell you what, I know who's the author. I know who's a finisher. Hallelujah, God. I know who's the one that's the master of it all, and my confidence is in him, and it's in him as much tonight as it was six weeks ago. It's as much tonight as it was six months ago. Regardless of what comes and goes, my confidence in Jesus Christ is steadfast. My confidence in Jesus Christ is, is unmovable. It's unchangeable. He's going to see us through. I'm going to find help and strength and energy from him where I can't find him from nobody else. I'm going to find him as my healer. I'm going to find him as my blesser. I'm going to find him as my great shepherd that will lead and guide me to the green pastures and the still waters. Hallelujah. Hold on, hold on, hold on to your confidence. It's going to mean something. It's going to mean something. I'm telling you in this end time, if it can be shaken, it's going to be shaken. I'm not willing to be shaken. How about you? Not off the word of God. Not off the promises of the Lord. So let's hold on to him. And so watch this now. We really don't know what happens to the Apostle Paul after this. During this time of speculations. But again, the point I'm trying to make to us. In his last days upon this earth. The last days of Jesus Christ upon this earth. He's instructing us and helping us. Don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your confidence in your brother and sister. Don't lose confidence in your church. Don't lose confidence in your pastor. Don't lose confidence in the fivefold ministry. Don't lose confidence in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't lose confidence, amen, in your prayer. God's hearing your prayer. God's hearing your prayer. Well, I don't feel you. ain't got to feel nothing. If you're praying His will and you're praying with earnestness and with sincerity, I'm telling you, hallelujah, all of heaven, hallelujah, is looking down. And when the moment of time gets right, it's going to be poured out. All of hell can't stop it. All the devils can't stop it. All of humanity, all the governments of humanity can't stop it. You can't stop this, God. Hallelujah. You and I as a part of the church, part of the body of Christ, we got to hold on to this confidence. Hold on to this truth. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. As we ease on toward trying to wind this up a little bit, you might say, when you go to Hebrews 10 and 35, cast not away Therefore, your confidence. You know why the Lord could endure the cross? Because he could see beyond the cross. That's what the writer taught us. The same writer taught us about that Jesus Christ learned things by suffering. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ himself. It's God Almighty. Learn obedience through suffering. Could this be an opportunity for the church? I pray this pretty often the last few weeks. God, is this, if this is a chastening rod for us, for us as an individual or as a church, God, I want to receive it. I want to make the correction. <laughs> Amen. I, I just know you're going to deliver us. 
we kind of got to be like them old three Hebrews. We're not even careful about this. That means we're not anxious. We don't have to call a council meeting. We don't have to talk to nobody else. Amen. For we know one thing. We're not going to bow down to your image. We're not going to bow down to your worship. Amen. We're not going to do it. Because our God's going to deliver us. Whether by this fire or not, we don't know. That's God's business. Amen. But we just know he's going to deliver us. And you know what? That's the same spirit and same attitude that you and I've got to have. God's my keeper and God's my deliverer. He's my way maker. I said he's my way maker. He's my supplier. Hallelujah. He's going to see us through. Amen. Brother Barry mentioned about how, how the, the money and situation with money. And I know it's taken its toll. I've heard it on the radio and things of that nature. Hallelujah. And how it can make a lot of people nervous. Hallelujah. Because it's laying up and storing up and, and hoping, you know, to be able to maybe accomplish some things, achieve some things. But I'm glad today or tonight, amen, that you and I, hallelujah, have cast our lot with Jesus Christ. And we laying up some things and you know what we got confidence in that hallelujah watch this hallelujah the farmer can't get nothing growing the field God can provide something for you hallelujah when the banker can't find a dollar bill God can provide for you when the lawyer can't do anything amen to persuade the judge or the jury God can do something for you hallelujah whenever you're on in a, in a, in a ambulance hallelujah they're doing everything they can to feel like they're going to lose you but there is a God amen that can send an angel in that ambulance hallelujah and give life and extend days hallelujah we got living proof standing right out there. Hey, I'm telling you, we're serving a God tonight that we don't need to lose confidence in. Come on, let's let this be a trying time. Hallelujah, if it's going to do anything, it's going to gird it up. If it's going to do anything, it's going to strengthen it. If it's going to do anything, amen, it's going to make us be what? I'm going to come more prayerful and watchful. With confidence that he's coming. Anybody believe the Lord's coming? Did you know that there is a spirit rising up? It's making mockery about the coming of the Lord. It's part of the end time. Are we going to be able to handle that? <laughs> We're going to be able to answer that? Spiritual warfare, ladies and gentlemen. Let's fight. Let's press on. Let's believe in this God with everything that it is within us. Watching and praying is actually a duo. Praying is an extraordinary tool in itself. But whenever you begin to put watching with it. Now watch this. I got a few scriptures here. Now I'm going to let you go. Amen. Just a couple of more minutes. If you don't mind. Watch this. As we begin to watch some of this unfold. Watch this. Watch and pray that what? That he enter not into temptation. Hallelujah. Watch and pray that he enter not into temptation. What do you mean by that? Well, with technology today and you're at home more often, you can begin to be uh, watching and observing something. And the Bible warned us, be careful what we set before us. Uh, I don't have time, so I'm not saying don't do it. But you know what? Because I hear everybody coming to the store and they say, now nah, you can't believe that bunch of news, folks. Well, I wouldn't listen to them. Y'all looking at me like, huh. if you can't believe what they're saying, then I just wouldn't listen to them. Can't believe the numbers, I just wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> Fine with me. I just know there's a God. And I know He's going to help us. 
And I'm not going to lose confidence in him. And I'm not going to listen to everybody's ideas and opinions. And I'm not going to listen to everybody saying whether this is going to happen and this is going to relapse and all this other. Hey, I don't know, but I just know the one that's in the control of it. I know who the one can master it. I know who the one, amen, that can keep us right in the midst of it. If that's what he seems fit to do, then that's God's business. But if my spirit's right, my attitude's right, my approach is right, and so for it to be right, i got to watch and I've got to pray and i got to hold on to my confidence unto the end. He that endures unto the end. He that gets hold of the pile, amen, and puts his eyes on none else than the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do that, hallelujah, this ought not be a time to get us all stumbling. It ought not be a time, amen. I tell you what, somebody called me today and talking about some of it, and I told him, I said, well, it just really shows where we're at. Shows where we're at. Everybody's so nervous about it. Everybody's so shook up about it. I said, you know what? That's all we got to do is make sure we're right with God. If you're all right with God, it's going to be all right. It's going to work out. Ever had chips fall? You know? <laughs> Praise God. That ain't what you want to hear, huh? <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. End time's coming. Fasting and praying's not going to stop it. But we can prepare to meet him. We can prepare to see him on the other side. And so watch this. Uh, there's a couple of things that we can watch when he begins to talk about, amen, to enter not into temptation. Proverbs 4 and 14 taught us, enter not into what the path of the wicked. Don't start following the way of the wicked. Don't give up on the church. Don't, don't start laying aside things. Don't let technology pipe some things and spirits and attitudes into your heart, mind, and spirit. Amen. In this time of being away from the house of God. Hallelujah. No, make up in your mind. Hallelujah. What I set before me is going to be clean and upright and wholesome. Hallelujah. John, then I'm not going to set it before me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch. I'm going to be, be vigilant. I'm going to be sober. But take note what's going on around me. What spirits, amen, is trying to enter. Because what's what he taught us in the parables. What did he say? He said, if the strong man, if you can't bind the strong man, he can keep his house from being what? Broken up. If you can't bind the strong man, hallelujah, if he's, you got a strong man that's got his armor, hallelujah, as long as he's got his armor, and a strong man, and our armor, amen, is prayer, and putting on the whole armor of God, amen, that you're freed about in Ephesians the sixth chapter and when we got that whole armor on hallelujah we don't have to fret and worry about tomorrow God's got it in fact Jesus told us amen don't worry about tomorrow in fact he told us said don't you do that if you do that pull all that in it'll drown you today so you know what we got today we got tonight today is a day of salvation tonight is a night to make sure before you drive out of this parking lot that your confidence is where they ought to be that your faith is where it ought to be that your relationship read go back and read that in Hebrews let's don't be like the children of Israel amen when they rebelled against God and every time they come to a little trial and a little trouble, amen, they begin to curse and they begin to cry out. Say, hey, did you bring us out here to die? Did you bring us out enough graves back in Egypt? Hello, you know what? God didn't put the church, amen, here to, to whine and be down and out, but to put the church here, amen, in a time like it to shine like she's never shined before. To stand up and be what God wants us to be in the hour and the generation that we're living in. God's with us. He's not going to forsake us. He's going to see us through. we got a source and a power, amen, that's working on our behalf, authority and the government that rules in our spirits and rules in our hearts that will provide for us no matter what the need might be. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, my. Well, about this time, I'd ask you to stand. Huh. Praise God. Huh. You know, one of the soils taught us in Luke 8 and 14. Man, it was, a, it was the soil that had the rock in it. The latter part of that says, in the time of temptation, they fall away. This could be a good time to reach in there and get some of them old rocks out. I'm going to get some depthness to me now. I'm going to get some root system to me now. 
because I'm not falling away. I'm not backsliding. I'm not going back to the world. I'm not going back to the old man. I'm not picking up the beggar elements. My confidence is sure here tonight. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to live for the master. I'm going I'm to stay with it. Praise God. Hallelujah. James left us with this. And he's talking about suffering. He says, take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, afflictions, and of patience. And so let me just top this off. Huh. We've got to pray. We've got to watch. We've got to hold our confidence. And then let's just be patient. Let's just be patient. And let God work this thing out. Let God bring it all together. Let God, as he guides and leads us in his will and in his purpose, mold and make us into vessels. That's what these lessons are about, if you haven't taken note to. Disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm glad to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. How about you? Glad to know him through the Holy Ghost, through Jesus' name, baptism. And the love of God and the power of God, there's nothing like it. No greater experience upon the earth than experiencing this type of experience of the Lord. It's God's will for all to experience Pentecost. Pentecost is not a religion. It's an experience. It's not man-made. You read about it. The day of Pentecost is in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Amen. It's a part of God and who God is and who we are through it, through experiencing it. Amen. Let me speak to you for just a minute. Um, that we'll lay this out here. Uh, this coming Sunday, we'll still have an outside service and we'll give you some time to respond back to me. Uh, if you would like to start going back into the building and you let me know, you can call me, text me, whatever you feel good to do. You can, or my wife, either one. And uh, I'm good. I'm good either way because we're going to do this together. If uh, some of the older ones still don't feel real comfortable about doing, we're going to keep hesitating. If you would like to, we can let the lack back pews uh, chairs be left open let them come in and sit there we'll work that out but I'm just throwing this out there to you a lot of churches is going back and joining back together some of them don't have near the number uh, some of them you know they can still separate and do but uh, we have 130 chairs and I can't put 80 to 100 and get you six foot apart so if we're going to go back in we're going back in with faith we're going to go back in everything's going to be all right and everything's going to work out now if you don't want to do that and you're not comfortable with that that's fine because and all of us is going to stay out here. Amen. And here's where I get that. Paul said, you know, I can go and eat meat. I can go to that temple. And I can go right up in that temple where they offer worship unto idols. And I can take their meats and eat it. But he said, for my brother's sake, he said, I won't do it. He said, if it would cause him to, when he sees me to go in there to stumble and to fall. Amen. He said, for his sake, for Christ's sake, I'm not going to do that. And so that's the way I kind of feel about this. We're going to do it together. We're either going to stay out here together. Oh, we're going in together. Amen. But we're going to be, we're going to do it together. And with the blessings, the favor of God. And so just kind of let me know. And so we'll go from that. Uh, let me know possibly by next Sunday. And uh, hey, I, it really doesn't bother me. I can preach out here just like I can preach in the church. Or it really don't bother me. Hallelujah. And hopefully, you know, we ain't offending nobody in the community. If we are, we don't mean to. That's not what this is about. Amen. But it's about having church. It's about loving God. Amen. And just coming together the best we can with the favor of God in our lives. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, anybody want to shout an announcement?
Anybody want to shout a hallelujah? Praise God. We love you. We appreciate you. It's good to see everybody. God bless you tonight.